Welcome to Stupid About Children mini podcast, where we play with ideas that we don't often think about when it comes to our kids. So this was really helpful for me in my parenting, um, but I feel like it's useful for anybody or can be useful for anybody uh, because we all parent ourselves all the time in small ways, big ways, um, ways that we might not even notice. There are parts of ourselves that are still children, maybe because they're immature, but maybe it's just because they came along with us. We're adults now, we're fully functioning, but yeah, we still have parts of ourselves that are like the child inside um, that, you know, are going on in there. Um, and so we have to know these things or parent them. We have to parent them all the time and knowing these things that were helpful for, for me and parents can be helpful in those same ways even if you're not a parent um so here is what I found so helpful um it was actually just a very simplistic division of thinking brain and feeling brain and um there's some research going on about all different layers of the brain there's always research going on about the brain and understanding more about how we work and using it for our own personal growth and stuff and um you know lately I've heard some stuff going on about the three different layers you know of the brain this like thinking feeling and then doing part of the brain um and kind of dividing it into three layers but I've also just heard the simple divide of the thinking and the feeling um, and you know just kind of leaving it as a <laughs> yin and yang black and white whatever way you want to play with this I mean certainly um, all of them are applicable um, basically the unification of the brain um, the unification of all the parts is where the magic happens and this you know you may be like what as if I'm gonna like discuss this with my children or how is this a parenting thing but really really and truly it was and is and I'll flesh it out um, and yeah man talk with your kids about this stuff um, there's all these little um, you know little things out there that I've seen with people doing emotional intelligence training with kids and talking about them about how the brain works and you know everybody's getting all excited like you know this is really juicy and you know cutting edge stuff to like teach children um and sure great I'm glad that kick is happening but like of course your kids can understand this you know and you don't even have to talk about it like the brain although you can you can talk about it like parts of yourself you know um but yeah, they can get a science lesson out of it too, uh, ish, you know, you can talk about the cerebral cortex versus the brainstem and all this kind of stuff, like go for it. Um, and yes, you know, there's no reason why you shouldn't, it's not too technical, it's so relevant and so practical. And it is as easy as just having, uh, you know, a chat with them, um, a disciplinary chat or just a life lessons chat about like, hey, this is what needs to happen. Here's what I'm seeing. This is what we got to do. Look, this is what I think is going to help. Um, and it all comes out in that form. Uh, but anyway, so my daughter, um, yeah, so she has this tendency to kind of only go with the feeling side of herself or feeling brain, you know, and actually Mark Manson did a book uh, recently. It's his latest book. Um, 
that he goes over this in great detail and was sort of an inspiration for some of this like thought stuff bubbling up for me um, about this thinking and feeling brain. And he was talking about which one drives, you know, um, the the thinking brain is generally thought to be the driver. You know, most people think that like your thinking brain or your thoughts or is that's the rational side, the practical side that's going to be in charge and keep the feeling side under control. But that the reality of the research is that it's a little bit more in the other direction where the feeling brain is really the driver. I mean, you're not going to do anything for real um, unless that feeling brain is on board and wants to really do it and is in agreement and is feeling all the good feels, um, you know, because and your brain is your your thinking brain is just there to kind of explain <laughs> or write the story or write the map or, you know, kind of explain what has happened um, after the fact um, or, you know, explain the feeling brain's behavior kind of explain it away, make sense of it, um, whatever, like I said, write the story. Um, and that's a really simplified, you know, explanation of it. But it does get us going where we want to go in terms of like, okay, well, uh, my daughter's really heavily based in the feeling brain she definitely lets it drive if it doesn't feel good she doesn't even want to do it you know so I'll definitely get and you know this is typical I'm sure for her age in a lot of different ways but you know if it's like oh that doesn't sound fun like if it doesn't sound fun it's pretty much not going to happen for her um you know because she's just going to resist it and um you know, it sounds just like oh that's not fun um like drudgery, you know, like just torture and awful. And, you know, I kind of get tired as a parent of the extremism. And of course, my parenting style might have been to do the erroneous thing that was mentioned in the Mar Mark Manson book and like, you know, kind of tell her just to override, like discipline yourself, like too bad, you got to do work sometimes too bad. Um, you know, like, rein in the the feeling good you don't get to feel good all the time not everything is going to be sounding fun sometimes you have to do the stuff that's not fun just buck up and be disciplined and like you know have that thinking brain drive the vehicle and like pull the feelings along for the ride or whatever um and that's not how things really go and so that's not really going to lead us anywhere um you know so that was one part that was interesting um and kind of realizing like, okay, so on the one level as a parent, I can't just kind of be like, hey, I'm just going to shove the practical down your face and like sit and explain the practical and give this like solid, airtight, you know, courtroom argument for why the practical is so important. And, you know, because even if she thinks it and agrees with it and the philosophy is sound, you know, it's not going to become reality or actually be action um, unless the feeling side is on board and driving it there because that's who's driving kind of um, or unless she's feeling it you know she's got to feel it and so how's she going to feel it okay well you know I'm kind of using that as like okay well then I've got to get her feelings engaged like have her um go through it and that's the hard part right is apparently how do I how do I get her to experience this if she's resistant um well experience doing your best enough times to like really feel it and feel how good it feels so that she is feeling it and now on board and it becomes real and she can really um do her best from that point forward or in the case of it doesn't sound fun you know it doesn't sound fun okay well instead um 
of just telling her to figure out, you know, to make herself do it and giving her this big solid airtight argument for why the practical is so important. Why don't I say like, yeah, your responsibility is to make it fun. Like make it fun. There is fun to be had in it. Find it. The puzzle of figuring out how to make it fun is already part of the fun um, so that she can feel it. And, you know, that I'm just kind of hitting it at a different angle. Like, you know, you've got to then make it fun. um, And that's your responsibility. And that's what I'll push you towards as your parent or guide you towards. Um, Something like that. Or maybe just, you know... um, I don't know, like almost like in a diet or something where you have to really realize by tasting it, giving her a taste of it. And I'm using that metaphorically or literally, I guess, if you're trying to get them to eat better food or something, but like really proving to them that it can taste good so that they are now on board and feeling the feels and are willing to drive that way with you and eat those kind of foods. But, you know, metaphorically, I was saying giving them a real taste of whatever it is that um, you want them to realize like, hey, um, you know, like I said, um, the doing hard work is very satisfying or um, getting all the practical things done like makes you feel pride and like proud of yourself and empowered. And, um, you know, there's deep satisfaction in um, working towards a goal or doing your very best or whatever. And somehow get them tasting that you know put them through stuff i have bring connection back games uh for that very reason um you know check out the games that we have on bring connection back because they definitely are ways if you're sitting there in your mind like how uh you know ways to get people experiencing and experimenting and like things that i've thought of to get them trying stuff to kind of put them in the i've tasting it place like okay i'm tasting it i'm 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 getting a taste for what this experience is like. And so, yeah, I'm kind of tasting that doing my very best does kind of feel satisfying, Um, you know, but they're games. So um, we're trying to make it so that it's um, approachable and you would want to try it. So anyway, side note plug that I totally wasn't expecting to even get into, but, you know, there it is. Um, But yeah, you know, getting her to um, experience and taste how it can be so good, you know, like letting that good stuff, um, the good feel goods that she's wanting, um, you know, be shown or proven or experienced, you know, somehow so that they become evident, like she really believes and feels that like, yeah, yeah, mm, this food is good. Um, there is something tasty in this. Uh, you know, there is something um, that I'd be willing to drive towards in this. Um And then the other part that helped me more when I was talking to her, because like so far I've just mentioned things that were helpful to me as a parent in the parenting, like how am I guiding her? What is my, you know, sort of way that I'm, uh, you know, advising her or whatever? Uh, This was more like how I talk with her, because this comes into play a lot when I hear a statement like, (laughs) that doesn't sound fun. Um, you know, it doesn't sound fun. You know, then we talk about it like, Hey, you know, you there, that's an important part. You've got this feeling part of your brain and you've got this thinking part of your brain. And you also have this doing part of your brain. Um, you know, so two parts, three parts, however you want to term it. Um, and the thing is, 
they have to operate together. They have to communicate. That was also another part of what Mark Manson emphasized in his book when talking about this very same thing, getting them to communicate and getting them to communicate well. Now, that's when extra magic happens. That's when mastery is there. That's when, you know, things just start to operate smoothly. I mean, of course, you got to get the feeling part on board to really make things happen because it's actually the driver. But um, more than that, um, having them all work together, not just like convincing the driver, but having them all work together because they're all in the car and they're all playing an important role. Um, you know, the thinking brain is the the map, the person that's telling the story, the map, the person that's writing all the details down. So, you know, they all have a role to play, getting them unified. We're using all this like metaphorical speak, but you know, they got to be working together like two teammates or three teammates, however you want to be putting this. But um you know, it can't just be, you can't go with one or the other. And this was how it was helpful for me to talk with her about like, instead of using the words like, don't be lazy or, you know, you got to do work sometimes and kind of, you know, making it sound like she just shifting from one to the other. Like, um, you know, too bad. It's not fun. Fun isn't happening all the time. Shift to the work brain, shift to the thinking brain and just like be there, you know, do the work. Um, cause that is kind of how she was thinking of it. Like, ugh, yuck. I have to come out of this enjoyable place here and like go into this other place, you know, one for one. And it's really more like, look, these got to get along everything that you're doing, everything, every day, all the time has to be with all the players working together. Don't go into one or the other because it's going to be too extreme and it's not going to create what you want. And it's, it's also not going to have anything productive happening. You know, no magic is going to be happening. Um, deep boredom sets in, actually. I mean, even though she dominates um, or like is dominant in this like feeling brain and like absolutely does her best every day to just do what's fun and there's something beautiful in that I think even some of us idealize that like as adults like oh man wouldn't that be great if we could live that life Uh, I hear you I mean it does kind of sound like that at first glance but what I witness in her is also a deep level of boredom because she doesn't have any a lot of productivity um happening um whatever I don't want to make these like grand sweeping statements because you guys don't even know how our daily life is I don't you know eh, there's some productivity but what I'm saying is at this like fundamental core level I'm seeing this divide have to do with a deep boredom that ha- that happens with her because she's just going with what feels good and she's not letting those sides of her brain get unified um and you know honestly i think that even though you know this is my part of the theory that i'm asserting here even though um the feeling part of the brain, you would think it would be responsible for all of of the feelings and all of the feelings would be housed in it. I actually think there are these larger feelings, grander feelings, um, like inspiration and aliveness that can't be gotten in the feeling part of the brain. Actually, they come from unification of the brain, uh, you know, where the thinking part is communicating well and letting the feeling part know, like, here is what I know. Here are the facts. Here are the practical things. Here are the beliefs. Here is the philosophy. And, you know, then the feeling part is like listening to that. And, you know, and the, the thinking part of the brain is also listening to the feeling part 
part of the brain um, and like, okay, those are the feelings. Here's what they are. Let me name them. Let me be the note taker and the map maker and like, all right, that's this feeling and that's that feeling and maybe it came from here and maybe it came from there and maybe we should, you know, so like them working together as a team and mutual respect and letting both be part of the equation. Like, yeah, you know, find a way to make that activity that's really practical fun. Unify those things. Make it so that the feeling part and the thinking part are both teammates here and both are present and both are getting their needs met, you know, very much like this parenting style that we use where it's like everybody's going to get their needs met and we're going to let each other know and negotiate it at the table. Like, same deal. Absolutely the same deal. Um, You know, these parts of your brain are both going to have a say at the table. They're both going to get what they need. Um, Feeling part has got to find a way to have the feel goods and the brain part, I mean, the thinking part, um, the thinking part of the brain is going to be invested in making sure that that happens. The thinking part isn't going to just be like, you know, um, some sort of domineering, like we have to do the work, the work needs to happen, let's do the work. The thinking part is going to be just as invested in making sure that the feeling part gets the feel goods somehow. Let's find a way to make it fun, let's find a way to make it interesting, let's find a way, you know, and spend its time and you know, all of that, like so that everybody's getting what they need and the feeling brain isn't just going to take over and only insist on doing what feels good and reject and resist anything that is practical or has anything to do with you know the the thinking brain stuff like they can't not get along like that they can't disrespect each other like that they both have to be invested the thinking I mean the feeling brain has to be willing to like okay all right let's you know I'm gonna hear you out like what you got to say thinking brain um you know, I trust that this will be for mutual benefit. There will be these amazing unification feelings called inspiration and aliveness. And I will not have deep boredom, lack of deep boredom, uh, you know, deep aliveness instead, deep interest. Um, you know, so this is the stuff that when I get into a little saga like this and start explaining this to her and saying like, you know, productivity And um, not just productivity in that practical sense, but productivity in that I'm really alive. I'm really living. I feel real. Um, I, you know, feel inspiration. I feel no boredom. I feel interested in this life and fully engaged in this life. That doesn't happen unless all the parts of the brain are working together. And so just kind of pointing out to her, if you feel on one side or the other, if you feel resistant to that negotiation, um, you know, you're robbing yourself of these things, these kind of bigger things, um, bigger feels, the bigger feel goods, the magic um, of really feeling deeply interested and engaged in your life um, and productive and like things are really moving and happening and I'm really me and I'm really living um, because, you know, they only happen when they're uh, both at the table. And so, I don't know, that was just a helpful way. It was a helpful way for me to say without sort of sounding... I don't know, like name calling, like lazy and those kind of words. Um, You can't resist work because you can't resist the other side of the brain. You can't disrespect the thinking side of the brain like that. You can't um, 
stick on one side only. You can't go dominant on one side only. It's a team and all of these parts are here in life, in your brain, in everybody's brain, and you know, and like they just all have to have a way to get along. And that's when you'll find so much more ease in just being alive and so much more mastery. It'll um, open up a whole new world and windows and whatever. And this is like maturity. This is what we want to get towards. Um, Mastery, maturity, those words are so interchangeable to me and they are an ongoing process. You don't get there when you like turn a certain age. Um, You know, of course, that's why I said this is relevant to everybody in a way um, because we're all kind of moving towards that. But it was very particularly helpful for me in parenting situation um, when I'm, you know, kind of talking with my daughter about this like, resistance to do anything that doesn't sound fun (laughs) like come on what can we do for this age-old problem you know um that doesn't just seem lame or cruel or like name calling or just like ineffective I mean believe me I have tried the like suck it up and do it anyway approach and it's pretty ineffective so there you have it maybe this one um I definitely feel like this one makes way more sense to me and maybe it'll feel like that to you. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.